Hello and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to have with me today Josh Blackman. He's president of Eagle Wireless, and Eagle Wireless is a, a new NSTA vendor partner member. So, Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kurt. It's a privilege to be here. Well, you know, it's it, it's great that you know we see new faces um, and, and new technologies emerging in NSTA. So, why don't you start off, Josh, by telling us a little bit more about Eagle Wireless? Sure. Uh, well, Eagle is a, a consultative technology partner. We we sell and support different technologies, but we try to do so from a consultative approach. We try to sit in our customers' shoes, sit on their side of the table, make sure we have a good understanding of what they need so that we can bring the right solution to the table. Um, that's not one size fits all. Uh, we don't represent uh, a single solution. Uh, we actually represent 16 different products, which is a bit daunting, um, but and it, they're all technology related. Um, but we've, we've had a tremendous amount of impact in the pupil trans space. It's our largest vertical, not our only vertical, but our largest by, by density. And uh, it's been a privilege to be in the space for about 12 years, uh, selling and supporting different technologies, which if we have a moment you know, and time, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly explain what that sounds like. But we're small, we're little guys, little guys uh, selling and supporting uh, big solutions, but there's some benefit to that. I, I, I say that proudly because we still have our first customer. We've been in business since 2006. There's a ton of churn in our space, um, but for a little guy to keep a customer that long means that we're doing something right. Uh, that means we're a vendor that's reliable and that our customers can count on. And we do have big customers um, that that use us. So it's not really an indication of our capacity to support a fleet because our team isn't huge. Uh, it's about the product. It's about the solution and the problems that we solve and then the support after the sale where, you know, we don't disappear. We become relationally connected to our customers. We maintain that relationship over time. And uh, I see a lot of that in the pupil trans space, to be frank. Um, as a vendor, we go to shows and, and we see a lot of connectivity. You know, vendors that have been in the business for a long time and, of course, contractors and districts that have been, you know, in, professionals that have been in the space for a long time. And, and I think most would agree that relationships matter. And we place a, a pretty big emphasis on that as well on, on the back end. Well, that's great. And welcome to NSTA. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit more of a glimpse into your background? Because, um, you know, you said you, you know, you have a number of different uh, verticals, but um, how about you? You know, where did you start off? Sure. I uh, I started off uh, in the wireless business, uh, thus maybe the term Eagle Wireless, uh, in 1996. Um, okay. I, I remember going to my first interview. My daughter was uh, two months old, I carried her in a little car carrier into my first interview. I was fresh out of college and needed to have a job. I had a music degree and needed a job. So <laughs> I got into the phone business, selling voice and data to a business and government accounts. And I've been in that business ever since. Although, of course, voice and data became quickly commoditized uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Basically, once you can go to Walmart to buy a phone, uh, the need for a specialized, you know, skill set wasn't as 
as viable as it had been before. So we diversified and started selling telematics, which is today's fancy word for GPS, uh, uh-huh. in 1999. And I've been in that telematics business ever since. And, you know, you know, you're president of Eagle Wireless. Um, you know, can you talk to the listeners a little bit about, you know, what you do each day? How do you spend that time? Oh, boy. <laughs> it's uh, loaded it's question, right? I, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. If we have any listeners, listeners that are leading an organization, uh, they can all identify with uh, the challenges of uh, managing a team. Uh, taking ownership of, you know, your leadership responsibilities. I believe in, uh, there actually is a book by Jocko Willink called Extreme Ownership, which is a fantastic piece uh, about, uh, you know, leading leading well and taking ownership of mistakes. Like if one of our team members makes a mistake and something happens that impacts a customer, it's, it's not the team member, it's me. That's our problem. It's my problem. I'm, I'm the one apologizing to the customer that we made a mistake. And, you know, it's collective ownership of, of the customer experience. But yeah, in my role, I, our team is small. As I said, we have nine people on team. And uh, my partner retired a couple of years ago. I bought him out, took, took uh, complete control of the business uh, at the end of 21. Um, we grew 37% in 22, which is fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's good. We're, we're doing really well. We have a partnership formally with T-Mobile, uh, some other wireless industry uh, people that we partner with. Um, but our day-to-day is, is supporting the customers and trying to grow the business um, naturally. I'm, I'm sure there are contractors out there that be, might be listening to this that would, you know, appreciate the the uh, RFP process and responding to RFPs and mm-hmm. trying to win contracts. Um, we're doing the same thing, actually providing services that are on those same contracts that transportation services require cameras or telematics or, or routing or parent portal or, or student tracking. And we do all those things and we do them in partnership with our customers. Um, for example, craft, craft bus company uh, out of Pennsylvania, they, uh, they're putting themselves in a position now to present technology in their responses that would, you know, be leading industry leading. And uh, we're helping them do that, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the normal stuff. It's, it's selling and supporting. You can't you can't do one without the other. Two legs to momentum. One leg is is growing the business, and the other one's supporting the growth, and uh, making sure we stay on top of everything along the way. And um, you know you know you talked about um, you know how you got your you know start in in your career. Um, as well as, you know, that you had a background in music. So it now begs the question, because we find this really interesting on this podcast to find out, how did you get involved with student transportation? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, the, the answer ties to the music thing. Um, so I've spent the last 25 years in, in bivocational ministry. I'm a pastor as well. Um, I actually just retired from from that from paid roles and responsibilities. But in 2009, I was the, uh, the music guy for a youth camp, for lack of a better description, a, a summer mm-hmm. youth uh, event. And uh, I was brought in to do the music. 
And the kids rode in on a bus from, uh, it was actually a craft bus from Westchester, PA. Mm. And the guy gets off the bus, uh, his name's Christopher Brown, and uh, he went to my church. And I was like, Christopher, what are you, what are you doing like with the craft? I didn't know you drove a, I didn't know you drove a bus. He had been on our worship team. Um, he said, yeah, I actually worked for Kraft. I was like, really? I said, can you make an introduction? Can you introduce me to some folks there? Because I had been trying to earn their business on the coat side and failing. And he made an introduction, long story short, and we competed against Zonar in a pretty heady pilot. And uh, we won the business. And uh, at the time, I was selling and supporting a product called Network Fleet, which went on to be bought by Verizon and became part of Verizon's current telematics offering. Um, but at the time, it was only distributed through their dealer channel. We were a dealer. That's all we did. One product, Network Fleet. And uh, we won craft business in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and Chicago at the time. They had a they had a whole business unit in Chicago with about another eight or nine hundred buses out there. And we broke the uh, national sales record for a single order for the network fleet product at that time. And it was with Kraft. Um, and it was because of my background in music um, and a relationship it happened to be with Christopher Brown, um, who we're still connected to today. So, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's a little bit about the background. I, I hope that <laughs> answers that question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting how, uh, connections can, you know, can lead to business opportunities. Um, so let's get back to center on this. Uh, Josh, why don't we talk about Eagle Wireless and how you can help fleets operate more efficiently? Sure. So the reality is most of the people listening to this call, uh, to our podcast today probably have a solution in place. They probably have a partner because most districts, if it's not the district itself, it's a contractor. Uh, are, are demanding data. They want to know where the bus is. They want to know if a stop occurred. They want to know plan versus actual in contrast to, uh, the route. You know, they may have, they may have routing, uh, you know, with a third party, like let's say TransFinder, for example, and they may, they may expect to know if the bus is on or off route and all that stuff. And then you accelerate that. And this is what happens with technology. Technology begins to solve solutions and then it accelerates. And today, of course, we couldn't do business without our phones and our computers and all the other things that we rely on. And the same thing's happening in the fleet management space where you really can't manage your fleet without technology, without data. Um, our approach is a little different than our competitors because we're not trying to sell uh, a box solution. I'll just use, I, I mentioned Verizon, I'll use Verizon again as, as an example. Verizon, all everything Verizon does is in house. It's their, it's their, it's their box solution. If you wanted a different camera solution other than what Verizon had to offer, you couldn't have it. At least not integrated into your telematics, into your vehicle tracking. Um, but with, uh, with us, that's exactly what we do. So we've created a, a sandbox. And in that sandbox, you have a merry-go-round and a jungle gym and a slide. Um, and those that slide might be one product and the jungle gym might be another and the merry-go-round might be another and you have a playground, but they're all the components you prefer. You might want routing from TransFinder. You might want your, your, your telematics from Geotab, for example, and you might want your cameras from Roscoe Vision. 
So at Eagle, we represent different solutions. The core of what we do is Geotab. That's our that's our telematics platform. And they've created a marketplace. You can Google it, Geotab Marketplace. And in that marketplace, last at last count, there were 13 different connected camera solutions, which illustrates the point. What do you have? What do you prefer? What's your flavor? What's your preference? And then we'll make everything work together. We'll make it integrate. Geotab integrates the TransFinder. Some of the listeners may not know that because TransFinder has a really good partnership, a strong partnership with Zonar, to be frank. Uh, but we're there as well. And they're starting to, to see the value in, in, in being more like Switzerland, right? Where it doesn't really matter what your telematic solution is. Uh, so we have, you know, that partnership as well. So that's it. We, we, we don't try to lead with a box solution. Our, our goal is to listen and to bring the right product to the table. Um, and to be that, I, I, I don't know that this is an appropriate phrase anymore, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm, I'm too old to have anything more clever. <laughs> we'll be that one throat to choke. Uh, it sounds <laughs> totally inappropriate as I said, but like we have complete responsibility for multiple pieces of technology as a single source vendor. Um, and that's our, our value proposition. Yeah. Incredibly interesting. Um, so one, one thought comes to mind, you know, by helping our operators operate more efficiently, how can this help reduce risk for them? Oof. Okay. So you can't uh, reduce risk without the data. You need good data in order to understand environment, your current environment. For example, let's call it driver behavior. Uh, I had a call today with an insurance carrier who wants to have behavior-based rates. Uh, They want to be able to offer their better fleets with the better driving behavior, the better rate. Uh, and they can't do that without data. So they're looking mm-hmm. to partner with Geotab in order to build custom driver safety scorecards for that. So in my experience, it, it, it's, fleet, it's fleet specific as to how much weight uh, an organization puts on that sort of data. But most would agree something as basic as a camera where you can at least capture uh, the bus in transit, the students, et cetera. If there's a fight, if there's an incident, you know, that's also good data. Uh, but what we do is we, pl- we, we uh, apply or provide different levels of data based on what the fleet is looking for from complete engine diagnostics on a, on a bus, if you're having to maintain that bus for 10 years, for example, um, to the basics of where's my bus, did the eight ways go off, did the stop occurred. You know, these are all data points and it's, it's kind of an a la carte like approach to how we support a fleet, what information is required, and how can we support you in that. And then when it comes into safety, we can get real granular. Uh, We have the ability to customize rules, for example. It's one thing to say, yeah, my bus was going 5, 10 over the posted speed limit. Uh, 15 over the posted speed limit, we'd all probably agree with our kids on the bus is egregious. Uh, We probably wouldn't want to see that as parents. An operator probably wouldn't want to see that either because of the risk associated with speed and how that amplifies an accident when when one occurs. So what we've done is we've added layers of logic to our rules, and this applies to your your question about safety. If a vehicle travels more than X for more than Y, what's X, uh, let's say five over the posted or 10 over the posted speed, for more than what, 
a minute, two minutes, five miles, outside of this zone, inside of that zone, etc. So we can add layers of logic to our rules, especially the safety-related rules. And then when those rules are broken, trigger video. Uh, and then our video captures everything on the bus, including a lot of AI functionality. And again, this is just speaking to the to the safety question. So on our interior view of the driver, we can detect smoking, eating, drinking. I doubt any of that's happening on a school bus right now. <laughs> um, distracted driving, drowsiness, um, phone use, and seatbelt, all through the AI built into the to the camera. We also do some exterior-based AI, um, which would be, uh, if you have a new car today, you probably have a forward collision warning built into your new car. You probably have lane departure as a rule built into most new cars today. That technology is universally across the board manufactured by a company called Mobileye, and Mobileye is owned by IBM. They were a startup. They built this really cool technology. They got bought out by IBM. And that technology is licensed also by Roscoe Vision, who's one of the camera solutions we sell in support, and they can do forward collision warning to the driver off the dash cam. Um, so if the driver's not paying attention and they're coming up on a bumper, basically, it'll beep at them and warn them. And if you have that technology in your car today, as many as it is, you've probably benefited from it at some point. Um, so we do that as well. A bunch of different uh, things, right? Um, tied to rules, reporting, data collection, how the data is interpreted, who's notified, and what happens, of course, when the data is collected. Do we capture video? Do we not? And, and so forth. So I hope that answers the question. It's a bit exhaustive, but I hope that answers the question. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Josh, a lot of great information, and folks to, to check them out. Josh Blackman, he's president of Eagle Wireless. Josh, if folks want to find out more information about you and the company, where can they go to get that information? Sure. They can go to our website at eaglewireless.us. Uh, we are on LinkedIn. We are on Instagram. We do try to post even anecdotally on Instagram of these days, you know, trying to keep up with the cool kids. Uh, we're on Facebook <laughs> as well. Uh, they can also email me at josh at eaglewireless.us. All right. Once again, our guest today at NSDA The Bus Stop, Josh Blackman, president of Eagle Wireless. He's a new NSDA vendor partner member, so check him out. Josh, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day and joining us at NSDA The Bus Stop. Thank you, Kurt. Really appreciate it.